beef. Today we are eating some kind of stewed beef. We Probably. haven't figured it out Probably. yet. <laughs> and uh, yay, we're talking boundary side. Uh, we talk, as we mentioned in our last pod, we're uh, discussing boundary side today by Robert Jackson Bennett. Yep. I'm Jenny Lynn. I am still Katie Petro. We are the, the book, book bunch, bunch, and we're doing brunch. usual disclaimers there will be spoilers absolutely there's no way around that when we're talking books um we are an adult podcast we will do a lot of adult content especially with this book this is not a young adult book i'm sure i would have loved it as a young adult but right i i can't really there there's some they say shit quite a bit they substitute one of their own universe words for fuck so i don't think it's i don't think there's any um yeah scrum or scrumming instead of fuck it is a spoiler though um there's so a lot of think, sexual content. There's, but not like overly. I agree. I mean, I think it's right on the line. I, I don't think there's anything too. I would say it's almost the thing that stands out. Maybe would be it's kind of gruesome in parts, like mm-hmm. the things that are described that happen to certain people when every character when they has die PTSD and dealing with. It's very vividly described. All these wounds and lots of blood and just these. That would be. I would say. So, that's all those spoilers. <laughs> that's all those spoilers. And spoilers, this is, like, a really good book, so I don't think you'd want things spoiled. Where in the yeah. last, like, the last discussion we had, it's it's really not going to damage might be your experience. More than this. any of the other books that we've done so far, if you haven't read it yet, stop the podcast, go read it, and then enjoy this discussion with us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really good book. Of the pods we've done so far, I think this is my favorite book so far. By far. And, alright, let's do cover and first impressions before the dice roll. Right, yeah, let's do cover first. When I looked at the cover, I really did think this looked like like a young adult novel, a little bit of fantasy, a rogue kind of thing. And we got so much more than that. So the cover has a black background. We have an archway with our protagonist sitting in it, watching fire burn in the city with some gold lettering, a key, and a hand. I liked the cover. I guess part of me is always a little wary of... I knew it was a fantasy book that, you know, kind of the cover very much evokes that to me, but my concern is when you go all in on your world building that usually means characters get neglected a lot of the times it does it takes an extreme amount of talent to do them both and do them both well the characters are fabulous in this book and i guess i just didn't i didn't see it coming i i'm sad i've never heard of this author before now i gotta go back and read some of this other stuff Exactly. Like usually, when I read a book this good, I even say, like, "I'm giving this author a blank check. I will, I will read anything that, uh-huh. that they write. I'm yeah. all in. Very impressed. And it, it's there's nothing wrong with the cover. It was just more like, mm, I don't know if this is gonna go to a place that I want it to. Go. It is well done. It looks nice. It's put together well. But it's 
collage cover art. It's not original cover art. So right. there's my usual gripes with that. Okay. I think when we were talking spell slinger, that this is my favorite type of cover. The not paperback, but it's soft cover. It's like pliable. It melds with your hands while you're reading. You can kind of bend it, hold it the way that you need to. It just feels so nice to hold and read. <laughs> I love this type of cover. Dice, yeah, dice. What did nice. we roll? We I rolled in advance this time. Doesn't take forever. Two. We did a two, so I'll try words. Okay. Would you like to start? Theft. Excellent. Destruction. Mm. Pursuit. Lots of fear. Clef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Purpose. Uh, might be too early for twist, but kind of a twist. Yeah. A twist. Yeah. Unlikely camaraderie. Yep. Heist. Heist. Which is one of my all-time favorite things in the world. Give me a heist. Failure. Climax. I mean, the climax is really towards more towards the end of yeah. the climax. Hierophant. Yeah. And then I'd say resolution slash teaser <laughs> for, for the next book. Yeah. All of those words that we mentioned have so many different aspects assigned to it that it's just... <laughs> and every single page... This was a book that I usually do my reading at nighttime before I go to bed, before I go to sleep. And this was a book I was just so excited to to pick up every night I I didn't want to stop I I had many nights where I was up much later than I should have been I think we should start with still our traditional question traditional question which is favorite thing least favorite thing if you can if you can find one that's going to be the top one today (sighs) but I I think I have mine but we'll start with just big picture okay we're gonna gonna break down either you can whatever you want big picture favorite thing is i think how realistically it portrays society in a fantasy world Mm -hmm. okay my inner favorite thing would be how the romance is handled okay very good my favorite thing broadly is, is the characters the characters in this book are fantastic i would pick up these characters and put them in any book and i i think i'd enjoy it Great. It has one of my all-time favorite dynamics in books. It made me think of two things. It made me think of another book series that I love. It made me think of a movie that I love. Excellent. So the Bartimaeus trilogy by Jonathan Stroud, which is not just one of my all-time favorite fantasy trilogies, one of my favorite trilogies, books of all time. And the dynamic that I love the most is when you have a character who's on one side of society or one side of a revolution a character who's on the other side you get to know like both of them Mm -hmm. you like both of them but they're against each other at least for part of the book because one is trying to catch the other or you know dispel a revolution or like but somehow you're reading for both of them because you like both of them so much even though there are bad things happening on both sides. Like, yeah. no... there. It really deals well with the... And they talk about it, too. Like, uh-huh, there's no all good, all bad. Right. Right. Exactly. Which, also, I love. Because uh, that's how it really is. So, I don't know anyone, even the people that I hold in very high esteem, are not 100% good. No. I mean, I think that the... And 
the other book series I'm referring, there are definite villains. Um, Clear villains. There is a couple. But even the villains are nuanced. There kind of only seems like one villain who didn't have any, like, the twist villain at the end at least had some, you understand why she's the way she is. Whereas her husband, uh, he didn't really have much. He was kind of just a, a villain. But other than that, I think everyone else has some pretty... Um, depth to them. I mean, mm-hmm. the two main characters that I'm talking about, Sanchia and uh, Gregor, which I love them both so much, uh, have that dynamic at the beginning. And then, mm-hmm. I guess... When we add in our other unlikely heroes, it's kind of the same stuff happens mm-hmm. again in different ways. We've in got Orso ways. and Beatrice, and they're also... So we have Sanchia is the downtrodden everything bad. We, she yeah. was a slave, she is poor, she has to steal to make a living. Um, and our, our protagonist. Yeah. And then Gregor, who came from a really high house, but wants the world to be better, wants and is trying really hard to um, do it, but has also done some really shitty things. Really shitty things. Um, Orzo and Beatrice are like the intellects that are who kind of left it. out of the conversation usually. Like they're they're Kind of scuttled away. Mm-hmm. They come along a, a little bit later, too. Uh, Sanchia and uh, Gregor get very much established. And that would be, it, it's not even, it kind of goes into my, it's not a least favorite thing. It's more like a nitpick. Mm-hmm. So since this book, we did find out, is is a trilogy, which I think, trilogies are the best. Sometimes I'm like, books should not go beyond so Like a trilogy, I feel like you can be done on a series. Not like I feel like everything that you should do a story, you can pull it off in a yes in in a trilogy for the most part. I love that Sanchia and Brenner end up um, as comrades working together. As I knew that's where it was going. I was like, I love that, but I wish their budding heads, her running from him, were went on a little bit longer. Really, I liked it, and this might speak to one of the things that I think we both like is. All of the characters in the book are very good at making very quick decisions. And I think that's why that happened. Yes. That it would be against character for them to butt heads for too long. Because most of the characters seem to really rely on their, like, well, this is just what I have to do. Yeah. And this is what makes sense. Yes. And I would say the the pacing of this book is, is quite good. It doesn't really let you, you want to keep going. Every mm-hmm. couple minutes, it's like, oh, okay, here's the thing, here's the thing. And all of the yeah, you're right. And when Orso comes, so right when I met where I didn't like Orso, I was no. like, oh boy, here we go. And then, of course, as you learn about him and his story, and he he grows on you, and he changes. and kinda, like the only romance in <laughs> the whole story. <laughs> right, which, especially upon first meeting, you do not, you do not get that sense no. at all, but... He comes out and he softens towards the people that, you know, they, they work together. Towards the end, there is, I use the word heist, which heists are, like, my favorite thing. Heists in books, <laughs> heists in movies, like, if there's a heist. Like, one of my bucket list things is, like, I want to be involved in a heist. <laughs> which is really stupid, because I don't, I'm not one of those people who have skills, so I wouldn't help. But <laughs> I just want to be in a heist. Uh, I love, like, the planning phase. Like, here's all the things that can go wrong. This is how we get around it. This is, uh, 
I love it. And all these people coming together from different backgrounds and different understandings for a, a common goal. Yeah. Love that shit. Love it. And <laughs> uh, this book at all is kept doing like all of my favorite things. I couldn't believe it. Loved it. So it's not even a, a least favorite thing. It's more just I wanted more of the thing that I love. I'm just like, just keep going. Just more. keep going. Um, it might come back again with how they ended the book. You don't really know where the relationship stands. It's true. And we don't really know who these characters are because we find out, and they find out throughout the course of the story, that they've been altered. Yeah. <laughs> and so we don't, we, we had a philosophical debate in about, so they, they have the devices, they're, they're scribby, and scribby changes reality. I think uh-huh. <laughs> Tell us which one you say. <laughs> you say scribe or scribe? Let us know. <laughs> well, it's scribbed and scribby I think is how I. It's scribe and scribe. <laughs> but so the, that's the magic of the world, which it, it is the whole time. I'm like, oh my god, it's like computer coding, and they're trying to create AI. Um, but so the people get, um. Scribbing. Not two all main people, characters. Just these two main characters. And we have this philosophical debate on if they are scribbing or scribe, what does that, are they them, are they actually themselves? Are we seeing who they truly are or how much does scribbing change your soul, change your personality, change your... It's very interesting because towards the end, so Gregor is this, like, he's this captain, like, kind of police. They don't really have a proper police force, like, he just, he wants to, ugh, one of my favorite scenes. So, this is towards the beginning, when, uh, so, Sanjia uh, commits the, the theft at the beginning and kind of burns down the, the waterfront area that Gregor's responsible for. So, it looks bad on him. So, that's why he's trying to find her, uh, to figure out what's going on. So, he's meeting up with a contact, uh, like, down in the, you know, in Foundry side, in the commons where, like, these thefts happen. So, he's trying to get information. So, he goes in there and is talking to this guy. Uh, not very helpful, but he finds out that this guy's running like a prostitution ring for children. Awful. And so he ends up going back in, like, beating everyone up, freeing the children, and then he's got all the children outside, and he's he's got money, and he's, he's like, okay, let's divide up this money. Like everyone's gonna take some of the time, and one of the kids just like takes <laughs> all of the money runs. and and runs, and like everyone's chasing because they want some of the money, and like it was just such a perfect way to show his understanding of the world. Like, he, he wants to do good, and he wants to, like, have justice and rules and things, but he doesn't, he's also really naive and doesn't yeah. understand how things work in places where it is lawlessness, and he tried to do something good, but like, he doesn't get it. Like, that was just, and the book is full of just small things like that that develop characters, develop the world like it's peppered in you're not overwhelmed every time they develop exposition. a character they develop the world yes and vice versa which is wonderfully done yeah. i mean there are times since gregor doesn't know too much about scribing he he's more of just a, a, a soldier we i mean we find out later he probably should know a lot more but he just he's a soldier who, who goes about his business he's not really uh one of the people coming up with new scribings and coming up with new ways to use this magic. So sometimes he is that character where he's like, I don't get it, explain it better. So there's a little bit of expositioning sometimes, but it's never, 
can we get back to the story, please? It's always compared to our last book. It's been also fun. <laughs> we would just go back and forth. This yeah. is um, sprinkled in very nicely. It's very, very well balanced. Uh, natural. The world building is very, yep, natural, casual. Like you don't get overwhelmed by what they're trying to tell you. And even though scribing itself is extremely complicated. And I never felt confused. And they did a very, he did a very good job. We haven't talked yet about Clef. Clef, who is a character, not not just a key, and technically not not a key at all. Occidental, is that what they call it? I believe so, yes. Which is a tool of the gods. Right. And I'm blanking, what do they call the god with his actual name that starts with the the C, his longer name, the god Clav and Clav or something like that. <laughs> Clarities or something like that. C-L-A-V something, something, something. Yeah. Uh, so he's like in the key. So since Stantia is a, a scribed human being, when she touches Clef, they're able to have this conversation, uh, internal dialogue back and forth. So other people are, are not able to And they get to learn that Clef is like a person was like a person, a guy. and he's been trapped in this to give it power, and we want to save him. And she's extremely attached to him. But Clef is the, the item that she's hired to steal in in the first place. Yeah. Really powerful, obviously, to tool the gods, and she uses him to uh, evade Gregor for a little while and uh, get around and complete her missions because Clef could unlock. Uh, any door, which is one of my other, or not even just doors, just anything that he gets to communicate with anything that's scribbled. Right. So all of these items, it's it's like a door. They've been given a command to stay shut, or whatever the command may be, or you can only open at this certain time of the night, or if it's mm-hmm. this moon, or if it's so this they get guy. to be convinced of these beliefs, and then we get to listen to the beliefs because you get to hear yeah. the things. Um, which is just that was another really great part because you just get to hear my favorite is the when she's shackled and she gets to hear the shackles and they're like I love you I will never let go of you please hold on I will never not touch you please yeah <laughs> the very first note that I wrote Clef opening the door so it happens a lot throughout the book but the first time he, he opened the door we kind of get this little conversation between him and the door and it, it's kind of like a debate. It's kind of like a, a lawyer-ish kind of debate where uh, they need to go back and forth and Clef has to find like little, when you said loopholes or just kind of a way yeah. of like, okay. He's basically, it's the, the magical equivalent of hacking. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you define the door, you define opening as swinging in. Could you swing it out? Does that count as opening? And since it's been scribed to believe opening is swinging in, well, yeah, I can open out. Yeah, and they it's seem to really enjoy clever. it. It's like they have this, these things that are, they're not, most most are not sentient, but they have, you know, thoughts, as we kind of learn. But all of a sudden they get to talk to someone and they get, like, excited about, like, breaking their coding. They're like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if I could do it. Let's try uh, because that's what they've been created to do. So, so of excited. course they'd be excited to do this. Like, that is your purpose. That is why you were created. Extremely clever. How does this fit with your... We're going to bring this up every time there's magic. You like to know where magic comes from and how it works. 
that is a satisfactory thing for you in books. You're very annoyed yeah. when you can't find it out. And I think they hit on both of those. I mean, the how it was created is kind of more just like, well, it was kind of like a thing of the gods, and then... Well, we don't know if the gods are gods at the end. Right. And I think we'll probably find out probably more how it We'll find that out in the next book, I would assume, Um, and then we probably resolve that issue in the third book. Yeah. So I'm okay with that, because I think it is something that's going to be fleshed out further later on. And I, as far as describing it, how it functions in the universe, I get it. Magic is extremely logical. Right. It's very particular. As opposed yes, to, like, it's... Harry Potter, where it's, like, magic works. Magic works. And there's one Maybe part not. of Harry Potter that's jumping into mind now. In book five, at one point, Snape says, you know, time and time and space, like, matter and magic. Like, he mm-hmm. he obviously understands the more intricate, precise You do need lot. to be intelligent to be a scriber. You do, and it's it's dangerous, too, depending usually the greater effect you have, especially when they, yeah. you know, they're flying around and scribing with, with gravity at the end. That's what leads to so many gruesome, like, yeah. deaths and, like, because if you fuck it up, you're fucking with gravity, which... You have to be willing to take very high risks to be a scriber, and you have to be really smart, and that does not save you from the side effects. Right, and you have to go a lot slower, I think, than most people want, because all of these different, like, you call, I like calling them the gated communities, but I think there's five, four or five, I There's five. And so they're all competing against each other to come up with the next great scribing invention. And these gated communities are kind of like campus, like Google. Like, yeah, people live, they work like there, that. it's secured, it's, you know, there's a lot of money involved, mm-hmm. yeah. security issues. Yeah. It is a company, but also a living yes. thing. Yes, yeah. correct. And so the idea is to outperform these other these other foundries, these other houses. They yeah. output screaming devices to do whatever they to can whatever make money they from, want. which is one of the things I was like, yeah, that's how society works. We can make money, we make it. Right. And really powerful scribing and things, like, that takes a lot more time and patience. Orso in particular and, and, and Bernice are highly intelligent, and they understand probably better than anybody how it needs mm-hmm. to be done. Beatrice is a savant, a genius, mm-hmm. a prodigy. Like, she, yeah, she yeah. becomes... A, like a master scriber essentially at like 17. Mm-hmm. And I played with gender roles nicely. Yeah. They seem like foils of each other because he's Burgers is he's a huge captain guy. He's big and strong. He's a soldier. And she's tiny. She's like a hundred pounds and teeny tiny. He's very polite. She's like fuck you to most people and they end up finding so many similar things and find out how similar they are by the end and they bond. It, I love it. I and love it. And they don't make her romantic. And they don't make her romantic, which is my other favorite thing. Like, so many times we find when we read books that have, especially female leads, it's like the thing. Like, well, it's the, the character driving nature. It is. And the story, whatever plot was going on before, like, stopped dead in its tracks. Where this is, like, the story never stops. Sprinkled very sparsely. Yep. And you get some hints early on. Get some hints early on, and I like them together. I, I see I it. it. I see it. Oh, it makes me happy. Um, we're talking about Sancho Bernie. Spoiler. We already said spoilers. Too bad. Yeah. Um, and of course, you give me a 
a queer couple in anything, and I'm like, yes. Absolutely. It's gonna probably grow in, in further books. And sensing something sad, just going for I, I fear for Bernice. I think Bernice is like for sure going to die in either the next happen. book or the third book. Like before they fully get together too. I know. It's gonna be really, really sad. Is that what you and I kind of define as like adult books? They really deal with like loss, I think, a lot. You and me are very I think we really, really like books that deal with loss and deal with loss well. Deal with loss well, for sure. This one we get to deal with a lot of loss of self, Mm -hmm. I think. Freedom and autonomy. Yeah. It's the little things. Like, Gregor uh, lost his his father and his brother in a a carriage uh, crash. I think he was in the carriage, but he survived. He's lost Um, numerous memories. Both of them died, and then later on, when he's an adult... He doesn't want to ride in carriages. Anymore. Like, there's, a, it's a twofold reason. It's he doesn't want to ride in carriages because fuck, that's like a really traumatic thing happened in a carriage. And two, he doesn't want to be treated. Special. He doesn't want to be treated special. His mother is like the head of one of the like the huge capital houses. She's like like queen in a way. Yep. So it's like two, but like that's such a small thing. It's brought up like twice. Okay, he doesn't take carriages. I'm like okay, but there's all these deeper like reasons and things. And like wow, you could just really hit home character deaths with these small things and usually in a lot of fantasies those things just get ignored because the person is usually the author is usually very excited about and I, he's very excited about Scotty. There, there's no doubt about that but he does not neglect other things in spite of that i would like to know more about the author's background because i can't ignore how similar it sounds to computer programming right <laughs> does he have like does he have actual experience? i wouldn't be surprised you and I are really, at least I am, really happy with people that are just honest. And, like, mm-hmm. all the scurvy devices are just really, like, honest. And we're like, that's the conversation we like to have. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't think they have any choice, but to be honest, they only have, most of them only have one thing. Kind of. We'll use the word program because it is, like, computer. They only really have one. So, like, my job is to do this. This is what I do. My job is to do this. But, you know. Yeah. But they're also open to learning. To learning and, yeah, being convinced of other things. Because that's how, if you can convince them of one thing, and that's what the magic is, you can convince them of something else. Yeah. So just very clever idea. Great characters. I I wrote that. The only quote that I wrote, because there were so many, I would have been quoting most of the book. It's, I have a few, and we're definitely it, talking about them. It's small. And we can get into yours. I just had one on, like, Gregor's PTSD where mm-hmm. he's like, ugh, when he's like talking to his own brain and he's like, he's it's about to like, not real. lapse into like traumatic memories. Something's triggering him. I can't remember exactly what it is. And he's just like, oh, he's trying to get his mind to like stay with me. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. These people. Right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Quotes I like for various reasons. The what? first one was just poetry. Um, a struck match sounds like a kiss in the dark. Mm-hmm. Which I was very fond of. Yeah. All right. Another one we got is theatrics of youth are unbecoming to the aged folk such as such, such as we, <laughs> which is like interesting. Yes. Next one. What else you got? Traditional. What a curious word that is so bland and yet often so poisonous. I love it. I think it hits to the double 
at least from what we were raised and what I often, especially within like queer stuff, when traditional is stated, it's stated as such a better. Uh, and yeah, the word tradition is used is like a way to mean an argument in a way. Like when someone says, "Ah, oh, well, you know, this is it's tradition." That doesn't mean it's they, and that's what they use to get to people it. to back up, right? And most people use it as a defense for anything. Yeah. Oh, it's our tradition. Oh. Like it's not saying like I, by no means I'm saying traditions are bad, but when it's used as the in a argument, argument, like it can be at least it can be poisonous for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, another one I really like. This is Sanchez saying it, and I was just like. You go, girl. Uh, so she says, I get to say no when I want to, and I'm saying it now. And as a therapist, I'm like, boundaries. You get it. You're doing it. And I love the concept of the piece of her character reminds me of, so she considers just staying alive being a victory. Mm-hmm. And then, I forget who, is it Gregor? Gregor introduces her, it, and then Valeria... Yeah, enforces it. The idea of just trying to stay like you're so still like, not if you're just staying alive. Free. You're not. Free. You're not actually free. And then Valeria reminds her. She was like, "Are you free or did you just steal yourself?" Right. Which was a great, again, great phrasing. Right. I I love that that comment, and that's really what she needs to learn. Mm-hmm. That's um, her character arc is learning right. what it means to be free for her. And I'm assuming right, and I. Assuming her arc is by no means complete. Oh, hell no. Um, or we would not have three We books. did also talk about how this book does the exact thing, the first book of the trilogy. This book could stand on its own. You could stop it. Like we said, there is a little bit of a teaser right at the end to kind mm. of be like, oh, keep reading. There's there's more uh, mystery. There's stuff and people you don't know about yet. There's but the major the theme. The book has its arc and the arc is resolved. has an arc and mm. the, the twist and the the creepy guy is killed and the ultimate kind of twist villain is addressed and it could stand on its own which I think it's very important for the first book of the trilogy to do okay another quote (laughs) which also very much lines up with my my personal (laughs) beliefs and my professional beliefs the choices you will make change you over time Sancha make sure you don't they don't change you into something you don't recognize or you might wind up like me. Basically, as you make choices, you are programming yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, one more. Any given innovation that empowers the individual will inevitably come to empower the powerful much, much more. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. That is there like a better quote to describe our, our current times? I, I don't think so. Everything gets weaponized and commoditized and mm-hmm. monetized. This book, I mean, it's just bursting. <sighs> the the more I think about it, the more just things flash in my mind that would be great that I could do that. It would just be reading the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is excellent. I, I ordered the second book. Rating is the only thing that's left unless there's any oh, other yes, thing you want to Definitely, and definitely pull it on a five, of course. But yeah. <laughs> people know I love dinosaurs. I'm gonna go with five pterodactyls, which mm-hmm. if you know how much I love dinosaurs, that's 
about as good as you can get. And there's a lot of there's a lot of flying around and like flying on little air rigs and things. So I'm gonna say yeah, five pterodactyls. <laughs> Three computers and two two plants. Plants? What kind of plants? Or just plants? Fuck it. Just plants. Okay. Okay. Because it's all like all those things I pull out is how much I like like character development and how like Gross. Plants grow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh getting ready for food. I don't I don't know anything about this food, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm going in Neither blind, do which I usually <laughs> Which uh we talked about this a little bit. This you know, when they're planning these heists and things, they're kind of oh, what was the quote that she says? If you think I have any idea what, what I'm, I'm doing, doing you haven't she's like, like talking to class like that you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she flies by the seat of her pants, but we're gonna do this. Yep. <laughs> Alright. We're gonna take yeah. Percy for a walk so he won't bother us, and we'll be back cooking something. Let's do it. I'm saying two shakes of the lamb's tail. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. <laughs> Shake that tail. Let's go. <laughs> so, concept behind our meal today. As we walked around the store, the grocer. I had to try to describe our two main characters in as few words as possible. Well. Got the one and one. Well, so. I did hers. Sanchez, I, I cheated a little bit. Yeah. Um, Gregor's, I went with decency, but that's how Sanchez ends up describing him, yeah. and I really think that's something she ends up really admiring in because she doesn't know anyone who's decent. She's never met someone who's decent in her whole life, and so she's very drawn to that, and I was very drawn to that in him. And then, what did I say? She's like, I said Sanchi was, was strong because she's broken. So um, for Gregor, I grabbed some big apples. He's a big man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are apples. Apples seem just like, a, when it comes to food, that would be the closest thing I get when I said decent. For her, we grabbed some, some beef steak. Um, because when you said strong because it's like... When I, was, as I thought meat, meats are like strong like, and beaten down sometimes, like to, yeah. but sometimes that's how you get to be like the most tender, or, like yeah. yeah. Um, you, you work and, um, so those are our starting ingredients, and then we just have this stuff um, because it's an adventure, so we don't know what we're using yet. Flying by the seat of our pants, remember. So from the kitchen stock, uh, we also have salt and pepper. Woo! Luckily, I don't know if we can make a good meal without salt and pepper. Yeah. Salt and pepper, I promise. We got rosemary, turmeric, um, a blueberry cheese herb mustard, a black currant puree, like a bang kind of thing, the everything sauce from a couple episodes Ooh, ago. Ooh, the Korean one? Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Uh, three different that. kinds of vinegar, two different kinds of oil, um, Matcha that we haven't used yet, the tahini from a few episodes ago. We have our cheese curds with dill and garlic, and the spicy peanuts from last episode, some sugar, some flour. We always got water on hand, and our, our bourbon. That's true. So, looking at all these, my first thing is some kind of dessert to get started, so we'll have to cook in the oven. That's why I turned on the oven. And yes, there's a lot of things that would contribute to the dessert. So like the bourbon, the apples, the peanuts even, some of the cheese, um, the, the sugar mm. and stuff. I'm thinking of doing like a kind of apple crumble kind of thing. 
I don't know where it's going to end. I think the cheese and the peanuts need to go together. Okay. That's my apple crumble kind of thing, which will probably work in the jelly. Mustard's definitely it's going to work. So, I mean, we're making a crumble, so we're going to start with the apples. We are cubing the apples, and mm -hmm. then we're going to coat them in sugar and brandy. Together, the, the seafood and the, the spicy nuts. Right. Yeah. So I think those are at least 
Okay. And this is where I was thinking the blue cheese mustard might play it. Use just a little bit. It's very strong and it's kind of gross. So we got our oven on 350 and we it's heavy. Uh, yep, it's real heavy. Cast iron skillet in. Because you don't want to put a cast iron skillet in a bowl when you're stirring the oven. So it's got some oil in the bottom. And then we're going to dump in all of our stuff. Our fruit um, mixture. Our mm -hmm. fruit salad. Sprinkle the crumble on top. And then it's going to go back in the oven. And it's just going to cook until we like it. So. Rugger is in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> and Which, also, like, it's kind of funny because, like, it's so weird to think of this big, like, burly soldier who has, like, survived, like, famine and he kills a bunch of people in the book. Granted, like, they're trying to kill him also, but I just think he's so sweet. <laughs> with the dessert. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of in love with him. I'm kind of in love with him. <laughs> That's how we put it all together. Salad on the bottom with some fresh meat, peanuts, and I think that might be good. So from the salad, I just took the mixed greens. Yeah. That's it. There's like chicken. The meat's like already got enough stuff on it to make a dressing. There's a little vinegar in there. There's an oil in there. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it smells so good. <laughs> I was a little wary about doing the pear vinegar with the balsamic vinegar, and there's some turmeric in here. Like we know rosemary. Which I smell, salt. and then I can smell good. I know rosemary salt. Right. Well, of course, of course. But turmeric and pear vinegar smell good. It does. Should what are we gonna call this? Oh. In deliberation. It is a salad. Unless they have different words for salad. I don't have any other words for salad. Maybe we can call it an entree. Epic entree. Epic entree. And a decent dessert. Hey! I like it. <laughs> Alright. So we're gonna turn it off. Let it sit. So look at its juices. You can cook it as much as you want to cook it. It's steak, so if you like yours, medium, go medium, etc. Yes. I loved, I did not do ours, but medium well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably done. It's as done as it's going to be. Yeah, but like you let it sit to re-soak up its heat. Looks nice. Mm-hmm. What was that for? I don't know. I don't remember setting a timer for anything. I don't know, it's like the, the oven got preheated to like a, a higher oh, degree. Yeah, I put it up to a thousand degrees or so. Okay. So, so now it's at 385. I wanted to crumble up on the last year. Okay. Shall we kneel at our <laughs> <Neil> altar here? <laughs> <laughs> we use the chairs to, to help with our sound and things like that. So we're always just like kneeling at my kitchen table. And trying to get a little bit together. Yeah, everything for the first cup of stuff right here. Here we are. I'm gonna you know, it's tough to get a peanut. I'm just gonna put it in my mouth here. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. Everything is so gorgeous. It's definitely on the sweeter side. Mm-hmm. It's surprising for the spicy peanuts. It's freaking. And the cheese grape. Mm-hmm. But it ended up really salty. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's good. It's better than I thought. Ooh, why just spray it? Spray it with beet juice. Alright. Okay. Course one. Thoughts? It's not my favorite salad. No. But as far as unique meals, I'd say it's up there. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of... <laughs> you can make anything. Like, huh? like the idea of different people coming together for like a common cause and like it ends up working really well. Like, it works better than I thought. Different things. It grew on me more than mm-hmm. the more I ate it. Which kind of it was like kind of swollen around. Mm-hmm. Which is how the characters grew on uh-huh. Not necessarily something I want to eat a lot of. No. So. I was almost thinking, so it's really hard to do because a similar thing happens in that other book series that I was referencing where yeah. there's a lot of internal yeah. conversations between characters that's really tough to pull off is, um, in a movie in a way that isn't annoying to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little. I was almost actually. You would almost have to get it through Gregor's perspective. But the conversation between Sanchi and Clapper is super important. You can't live without. No. And but you would have to the, learn about them how Gregor learns about them. Yeah, but like Percy. the the visual of like your imagination watching those scenes with Sanchi and Clapper, it works. Because you're envisioning like the conversation, like it, it just works. Whereas just watching something in a movie of a girl holding a key by a door, it, it's just not the same. I don't know. I that's tough because I was thinking the other, the same thing about the other trilogy. Like, wow, I really want to see a movie of this. And I'm like, I can see why they didn't make it. You could do like the, the scenes when she's alone. She could speak out loud. Yes. That thing where you understand the conversation because she's speaking. It's not so much that I'm worried that people wouldn't get that she's having an internal conversation with the key. It's more like, I don't know if that's something people want to watch. Like, it's not but visually... there's a lot that goes on other than that, too. I know. There's a lot of action. Yes, there's a lot of action, um, which would be really good. I actually... And you could almost... See, you know, like, the more... Like, there's, like, that style of movie now where they, like, instead of, like, talking about, like, texting and calling, like, they actually have, like, the display screen with, like, the text messages. Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. up. Yeah, we could come and up with some names. Um, there's definitely more options now, now that, that movies and TV shows have done a lot more. Um, I actually kind of saw it as a video game. Like, I just, I really saw mm-hmm. playing as, like, you know, and her, like, the power for, like, touching a wall or something and having it kind of, like, light up and tell you things. Like, I see that as, like, a kind of like a power in a video game. Like, I see that. You might like um, Unfinished Swan. I love the title. I love, I, those games that you find, like, they all have great titles. Rollerplate. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I always feel like when it's like ice cream and balls, they were cool. Ice cream scoop, that's funny. Chocolate ice cream is delicious, really, no matter what. Might need to cool off. 
Smells good. Not too much sweetness. We're not a fan of like over sweet. No. I did put quite a bit of sugar in, so my taste is good. Smell wise. Mmm, it's good. Bourbon comes through. Mm hmm. It's good though. Mm-hmm. I like it with the ice cream. Yep. The cho- it's good. Mm-hmm. Chocolate and bourbon. I love. Mm-hmm. Very good. I love it. Delicious. We definitely need to do more desserts. Hmm. Yeah. This is about how I like my crumbles. Not mm-hmm. too cooked. Mm-hmm. Because I have had some that, like, you get the crumbles great and crunchy, and then the stuff underneath it is just mush. Mm-hmm. And I think people really like the saucy part that comes from the mush. I don't like everything. Like mush. It. I don't like the mush. And the, the apples are a really good texture. They're not too soft, but certainly cooked. They're, like, perfect. Apples are perfect. When you get like a berry here and there. Mm-hmm. And tell them about next time. Mm-hmm. Look, next time. That's right. Um, lavender and old bays. Blank no nail. Like this we did last time. I don't remember. It's an old It's an old book. It's another Victorian. It's a Victorian book. I fixed it because really? it was pretty. <laughs> I'm upset that I'm blanking on the author because this author I remember I'm familiar with. I believe I've read other.